Hello, everyone. This is Yolanda, and I want to welcome you to Reiki Radio. I'm really happy to be here with you today. It has been quite the week, right? Um, last week, we were talking about how the full moon was in Libra, but it was also a total total lunar eclipse and a blood moon, which I woke up at like 5 in the morning to see. Um, but I spoke about that in more detail in my last newsletter. But more importantly, there's been a lot of talk about this portal that was opened at that time, which many people believe is creating a huge shift in vibration specific to more people awakening and really feeling a strong desire to do what matters to them. And, you know, it's really funny. We've been talking about this on Reiki Radio since last year, but it's true and it's becoming more and more apparent. So before we get into today's show, I just wanted you to take a moment to check in with yourself. And if you are feeling a little off or a little, um, you know, you have a lot of stuff coming up, just be easy on yourself and know that you are shifting and growing and changing. And... You know, so much is surfacing for us to heal and transform for our forward movement. But, you know, like I said, we're all feeling it. So don't feel like it's just you and you're nutty or you're crazy. I even felt the effects of it on Monday. I was feeling really, really in an odd place on Monday. And um, then that day, as well as yesterday, you know, I worked with some people who are questioning their life path and really feeling frustrated with where they are and what they're doing. So, of course, I had to step outside of my own, you know, weirdness, what I was going through in order to support the people I work with. And fortunately, guiding them was also very beneficial to me and in transforming my own energy. So one thing I wanted to share with you um, is just something that's easy for all of us to do is just remember when you're in that space, try your best to move into a, um, into gratitude, into feeling gratitude. Even if you don't feel like you are where you want to be yet, be sure to acknowledge how far you've come and how much you've learned and never belittle your progress and your efforts. And, you know, you have heard me say this before, but I think it's so important for us to remember that when we are really feeling uncomfortable in our space, it's because we are growing. And we may be growing out of old beliefs or old ideas, old ways of being, but whatever it is, the discomfort is an alert that something no longer fits or that we're adjusting to new frequencies. And what I mean by this is, say you have been doing a lot of work on yourself. Um, This can cause movement of energy. And as you're healing and energy is moving, you may feel off. And that's okay. Allow yourself space to adjust. You can cry if you want to cry, which is also a way of moving energy But more importantly, check in with yourself. Acknowledge what you're feeling and why. And be honest. And consider how you are perceiving things. 
are the stories you're telling yourself true or is logic being completely blurred by your emotion? Now, I also want you to remember that it is so important for us to maintain balance on all levels. So when we connect with our divine feminine energy, that is really the recognition of what we feel. And then when we connect with our divine masculine, this is acknowledgement of our knowing and our understanding. And we have a blend of both energies for a reason. So remember to balance. So I just want to give you a second. Think about how you have been feeling these past few days, the past week. Just acknowledge that and take a moment and just consider why, why, what's coming up for you and what is that about? Okay, now, whatever came up for you, I want you to try to step back and allow yourself to move into a neutral space and consider your perspective. What's really going on? Are you healing old wounds? Or are you releasing old ways of being or creating a clearer path for yourself? You know, maybe you're just realizing it's time to do things differently. You know, whatever it is, if you are questioning your path, again, it's just about acknowledging where we are and being in a space of gratitude and giving yourself that moment to... Acknowledge what you have learned and considering what feels out of alignment for you and why. And then once you have clarity around all of that, you can look at your options for change or for forward movement. So those few little steps can really help your process of transition feel better or feel lighter. So I just wanted to share this because I know a lot of people are going through this discomfort, but instead of beating yourself up or cursing the universe, consider how you can support your growth. Um, This is actually why I started the Intuitive Mentoring Program, which I think I told you about a week ago. As we step deeper into who we are and understand who and what we are, it takes work. And there are several ways to work through our shifts and growth, but each of us will resonate with certain tools. And then, of course, our paths are unique. And that's why I share so many different types of techniques and information here on Reiki Radio, because we will all be drawn to something different. And our level of understanding will be varied, as well as the paths that we're on, you know, we're all unique. So with that intuitive mentoring, instead of just one session with me, I'm working with people one-to-one over an eight-week period to help them understand where they are and how to move forward and learn tools to help them navigate their own journey with more ease. But if you want to learn more about that, you can get information on my website, which is uchi.com. And that's Y-E-W-C-H-I dot com. But I will say that this work is only for people who are really ready to dig in deep and who are dedicated to doing the work on themselves. So if you are in that space right now, it may be something that you're interested in. 
Now, as I mentioned before, today we are talking about the vibration of music, which will also help you consider ways of caring for your own energetic vibration. And with that, you might want to grab a pen because I will mention a few different websites and some other information in case you want to do some of your own research after the show because this is a pretty meaty topic and there's no way I'm going to be able to give you a lot of detail just in this one show. But then a little later, we have a special guest named Renu Aurora, and she is a registered dietitian and energy healer out of Canada. And she's going to join us to share about a technique that she and her partner developed, and it's called Trigger Release Method. So hopefully you will have time to stick around for that. So for now, let's get comfortable and talk about music. Hey, you know, I've been thinking about this topic for a while now because I have been really kind of shocked, to be honest, about the show, um, the songs that I hear on the radio lately. And from what I've been hearing, so many of them are focused on, you know, drinking and taking drugs. And the lyrics really leave me questioning what we are listening to. But more importantly, the kind of effect it's having on us. Now, when I think about music, of course, sound is vibration with various levels of frequency, just like us. And we all have some music that we love, and there's some music that just doesn't resonate with us. And that could be because of the lyrics, or it may just be the music itself. Maybe you don't like the sound. And the reason is because everything has a vibrational frequency. You know, as we always talk about here on the show, we and all things are energetic. So this is, you know, the food we ingest, our moods, our thoughts, our environments, Everything has an influence on our vibration, and this includes music. But when we think about our health, we usually don't consider music as part of the equation, right? But I want you to think about it. Music or sound is often used for healing. So couldn't it also have the opposite effect? So I really want you to think about, as we talk about this today, what you're listening to and how it's affecting you. Now, when I was thinking about the show, and um, I did do a little bit of research about this because it was really fascinating to me about the frequency of things. And what's interesting is that people have studied the frequency of disease and the frequency of wounds Um, of our organs, including the effects on us when our organs are not within their resonant frequency. And this is one of those things that I said, you know, it's too much to dive into for this show, but definitely look this up if you're interested. It'll give you a better understanding of how we are affected by energy and the potential harm caused by imbalance. But back to music the sounds or frequencies that we expose ourselves to 
create impressions within our field of energy and consciousness. But what is it doing? I want you to take a second and consider the mood of music and how it alters your mood. It has feeling and it influences our feeling, right? Music is very powerful, which is why music or sound is used for healing. But with that, we do have to consider that certain music can also cause disharmony within our field. Now, as you know, some vibrations are higher than others, and this is not to be viewed as good or bad, but just different. And what I was thinking about when getting ready for the show is the formulas that can be constructed within the frequency, more specific to music. So kind of like a recipe, right? Music is a blend of sound and vibration, but what is the concoction of what we're listening to and what kind of impressions does it leave within our field of energy? Now you can see why I said this is such a meaty topic and like I said, when I was thinking about it, my mind went, so many different ways and I even started wondering if music can be a form of programming and of course why couldn't it be now I have to say this show in particular like every show on Reiki Radio is just to give you food for thought which you can research and start asking your own questions if you like and I point this out because This topic alone can go in so many different directions, but this is just something to consider. And as always, this is about being mindful and considering how we are shaping or manipulating our own energy. You know, even when you think about it, there are frequencies of sound that are used to help brain development. So how could we not consider the latter? You know, there are so many layers to us, but it all comes back down to our energy. And, you know, it's funny. I have people email me and ask why I don't speak more about our physicality. Well, there are several reasons for that. But at the end of the day, our physical bodies require energy to function. You know, we sleep and feed ourselves to regenerate our energy. But unfortunately, caring for our physical being is all that most of us have been taught. But it's not the whole of what we are. And this is why I personally focus on our energy because it's the piece that most of us are unaware of. And it's important for us to consider how we are caring for ourselves and how we can do it with more awareness. Okay, so now I want you to think about different sound waves or frequencies that connect or resonate with you versus those that don't. So for an example, personally, I have a hard time listening to electronic music like techno. 
It just doesn't resonate with me. And, you know, don't get me wrong. Even some of the songs that I love, I'm sure they're not raising my vibration, so to speak. But it's interesting how some songs may cause us to have, you know, reaction, like we could have chills or music really does evoke various feeling and emotion. So what kind of sounds really resonate with you? What kind of music do you enjoy? And is there a type of music or sound that you just personally can't stand? Um, you know, this makes me uh, think about last week's show. We talked about community. And in the show, I mentioned the agreements within generations. And, you know, thinking about this and music, I, it reminds me of the sound or the change in sound. You know, the difference in music generation to generation. It's really interesting. I, it seems like different... Um, generations of music have, yeah, various sounds, but also different messages. Just think about that. It's really interesting. But speaking about the messages, actually, let's layer this and consider lyrics. So um, if you have heard a lot of the newer songs, like I said, so many are about, you know, getting drunk and high and all kinds of things. But I want you to think about how these lyrics become ingrained within the subconscious mind and, again, how this may have an effect on us or whoever is listening to it. You know, words are also vibrations. They have a vibration. And it's funny, the saying that we have, it's not what you say but how you say it. Well, you know, it's true to some degree, but actually it's really a combination. What we say and how we say it both matter. But let's play with words and sound a little bit. I want you to think about which words you would use to describe sound. So if you were in nature, how would you articulate the sound waves or the sound of um, birds, or the sound of the ocean. What kind of words would you use to describe that? What's the feel? Okay, and now I want you to consider being in traffic and like honking horns while you're in traffic. How would you describe that sound? What does that vibration feel like? Okay, now hopefully there was a contrast for you between the two. But when we think about music, you can still see this kind of contrast like when you go to get a massage versus the music they play in a nightclub. You know, it's very different, and each has a different influence within your field of energy. Now, again, this is not about good or bad, 
but really about considering how our energies are influenced by sound, how they're influenced by energy, and to consider the effects of what we are exposing ourselves to. So when we consider lyrics in combination with music itself, it can be a more complex formula, right? So on one hand, sound can put us into a trance state. We can get lost in music. It's, it can be very hypnotic. So consider the possibility of being like in this hypnotic state while listening to repetitive lyrics. It's the hook. The songs become lodged in our minds. And again, what is this doing to your consciousness? How does this influence your vibration? And even more, I mean, you know, why is it called the hook? And yeah, it's meant to be the part of the song that hooks you or that catches your ear, but it's often the part that we can't get out of our minds. And think about it. Do you really hear what you're singing? Like, are you consciously aware of the lyrics when you're singing? Think of it this way. Have you ever caught yourself singing a song word for word, but not really paying attention to what you've been singing repetitively until that one time when you're like, wait a minute, what did they just say? And the words came out of your mouth. It's like you just, you didn't even realize what you were singing, right? It's because we get lost in the music. But what are we ingraining into our minds and what are we embedding in our field of energy? That's what this is about. And, you know, if you are, you know, kind of questioning like the vibration of words, um, one thing you can look up is, uh, Dr. Emoto and his water crystal experiment. This will give you more insight about the vibration and influence of words. It was a really interesting experiment that he did. And um, again, that's Dr. Emoto, E-M-O-T-O, and the water crystal experiment. But when I think again about the sounds that I'm put off by, like the techno music um I wonder what it is about that sound that's so jarring to me while other people love it. They absolutely love it. And I wonder if it's the obvious sounds that I hear or some kind of masked undertones. You know, either way, if it is disturbing for me to hear, that also makes me wonder what is it doing to my field? Like how is that disturbing my energy? Um, another side note to that, what about the frequencies we can't hear, like um, a dog whistle? You know, we can't hear it, but a dog definitely has a response to the sound. And I bring this up to point out that just because we cannot hear certain sounds doesn't mean that the vibrations don't exist. They're obviously present. It's just that the frequency is out of our hearing range. Isn't that interesting? And you really think about it. It's out of our hearing range, but it's still within our range or within our field of energy. And this is another reason why 
it is so important to tune in to your own energy. Learn yourself. Check in and acknowledge how you feel when you feel good, when you feel off, and consider the possible causes. Then, of course, we can manage and strengthen our own energy, but it starts with our awareness. So on other episodes, you have heard me talk about um, matching vibrations and considering which vibrations you're aligning with. And what's interesting is that with enough exposure, we become used to certain sounds or frequencies. We begin to match or align with those vibrations. You know, it's like we adapt. So, for example, think about a song that maybe you didn't like at first, but then after hearing it over and over again on the radio, you end up not only being okay with it, but it may be one of those songs that become ingrained in your memory. So, again, this is about being mindful of what you expose yourself to and how often, how often you're doing it. And let's be honest, you know, it's not just music. It's television and videos, conversations we're having, and our perspectives, our thoughts, our feelings, our behaviors, and our actions, how we nurture our physical bodies, including rest and what we feed ourselves. We are constantly influencing our energetic field on some level. And this is not meant for you to be in some state of fear or panic. It's to help you become more aware of how you are managing your energy. So let's talk about strengthening it and raising your vibration. So clearly, you know, we're exposed to so much. And the more work you do on you, the less susceptible you are to the effects of lower vibration. So regardless of what your day looks like, you can take time at the end of the day to bathe yourself in, you know, like a higher vibration. Do something to counteract or restructure or reconfigure your field of energy. You know, I teach my students to release the day and become full of themselves, full of their own energy, and connect with their highest vibration. Imagine how you would feel and function if you were taking better care of yourself on all levels. So yes, the physical, but also the mental, the spiritual, your energy. Uh, So much of what has become norm in our culture, like some of the music, is not necessarily the highest and best for us. We'll say it that way. But the good news is that we have choice in what we expose ourselves to. And again, you know, this is not about escaping reality, but consider if you're spending more time nurturing yourself and your energy each day. Are you doing it at all? You know, I personally really love music. I love it. And fortunately, there is music and sound that we can work with to soothe or nurture or heal. 
and many people work on their field of energy through um, crystal bowl toning or tuning forks. There's also you know, shamanic drumming and rattles, which those two will put you into that trance state I was talking about. But we can also shift our energy by listening to music that's filled with positive mantras even. Um, someone was asking me about that the other day, and one of the artists that I really enjoy if I want to listen to that type of music is Sanatam Kar. And she has a beautiful voice, and she does chanting in a lot of her songs. But if you want to look her up, it's Sanatam Kar. That's S as in Sam, N as in Nancy, A-T-A-M, and her last name is K-A-U-R. Um, yeah, so she does have some music that <laughs> will help you kind of relax and be in a more kind of... Um, for me, it's a more of a relaxed healing kind of state. But let me just point out really quickly, what may be good for one person's vibration may not be the best for someone else. So, for example, like I said, a lot of people like the crystal bowls for their sound healing. But there are some people who absolutely cannot stand the sound or the frequency of the bowls. So you really have to find out what works in resonance with you. You want to connect with what feels good to you. And another option is meditation, which is one of my favorites. But if you have a difficult time with meditation, you can add in the element of sound frequencies that alter your brainwave activity. And that helps to usher you into different states of consciousness. So... Um, for this topic today, you can think of our brain waves as like rhythms of consciousness. And we have gamma, which is our cognition. It's really tied to learning and memory and understanding. And then our beta brain wave, that's when we're consciously alert. You know, it's like what we're doing now. We're talking and we're active. It's also connected to our logic. Um, you can listen to alpha brain waves. And that is really more about being physically and mentally relaxed. A lot of people will listen to those um, in order to get into a meditation. And then we have theta, which is less consciousness. It's more of like being in a trance state, and it's connected to our intuition and our creativity. And then, of course, we have delta, which is a deep sleep or unconscious, and that's really restorative. So if you want to try meditation specific to the different brain waves, I do suggest visiting a website called brainsync.com. That's B-R-A-I-N-S-Y-N-C.com. And if you are drawn to this, you know, like I say with everything, do some research because as in all things, balance is necessary. And too much of one particular brain wave may not be the best for you. So just do some research and see what resonates with you. Um, one thing that is easy for all of us, though, like I mentioned earlier, is really connecting with nature. Spend some time in nature and focus on the sounds. You know, it's very healing. Listen to the birds or the waves, even crickets. And when you think about it, we have these sound machines now that, 
help people relax and they mimic the sounds of nature. Uh, I, I even saw not that long ago that they have the machines that also mimic the heartbeat. And that's like, you know, obviously very natural sound. It nurtured us in the womb. It's good stuff. So before we talk to our special guest, there is one last thing I want to share with you. And it's about the solfagio scale. And it's too much for us to talk about today, but it is very interesting. So if you are curious about how different frequencies affect us, I do suggest looking this up. And again, it's called the Solfagio Scale. That's S-O-L-F-E-G-G-I-O. And you may also want to look up um, 528 hertz frequency and read about that vibration in particular. You know, music is really so magical and powerful. And although we want to be aware of what we're exposing ourselves to, do remember that music can also be used to heal and to teach and to access higher levels of consciousness. And at the end of the day, this is really about energy healing and what we hold in our vibration, in our consciousness. And keep in mind that when we are in balance, the body functions better and is more able to self-heal as it's designed to do. But the key is that we are the managers of our own energy. It's up to us to maintain and regulate our fields. So just consider what you're feeding into your mind, what's influencing your vibration, and if you're doing any work to keep your energy strong and balanced. Okay, so I'm very excited. As I mentioned at the beginning of the show, we have a special guest today. And I am very happy to welcome Renu Aurora to the show. Renu, are you there? I am. Hi, Hi Yolanda. How welcome. are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. So good to have you here today. Well, yeah, I'm excited. I've never done one of these, so this is this is pretty cool. <laughs> well, good. Well, I have to say, you know, actually, um, Renu and I spoke, we did a, a Skype session together a few nights ago, and I forgot to ask you, how did you even find me? Was it on Twitter or? It was on Twitter. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, that's, yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. This whole, uh, this whole thing that I'm doing now is... Yeah. Um, is very exciting, and I'm trying to get the word out, so I was looking for people who might be able to help me get the word out. Yes. Okay, perfect. So before you share with us what the technique is and about your campaign, can Mm -hmm. you just share a little bit about yourself, like the work that you're doing and maybe how you even got started Um, with all of this? How I even got started. It's kind of a weird, convoluted story. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So I guess I – so – let me share. Uh, my uh, I work with a, a partner. She's a Reiki master. Um, me, I, I'm I, my roots are as registered dietitian. So um, very very different. I'm, <laughs> I come from a very scientific background, yeah. and um, somehow the two of us managed to click really well. Um, so uh, we've developed something called the trigger release method. Yeah. Um, so basically, it, it it comes from like you sort of have to. It begins with the premise, the understanding that um, 
the body uses dis-ease, and that can be in the form of food or environmental intolerances, pains, anxieties, fears, phobias, whatever, all sorts of different manifestations. It uses these as a sign of unresolved issues from our past that need to be addressed. So mm-hmm. I kind of think of it like the, the flashing light on an answering machine. You know, the illness is there to get our attention so that we listen to the message, right? That's the only reason it flashes. And the trigger release method is a really powerful tool that that allows us to listen to and understand those messages that uh, the body is trying to share with you. So pretty much once, you know, once the message is understood, once we once we've press, press play and listen to it, well, the body doesn't need to get your attention anymore. So the flashing light turns off, which as an extension means, you know, we don't need the intolerance anymore. We don't need the allergy. We don't need the pain. We don't need the phobia. So, um, so that's how it works. So what we do, what my, what our methodology does is it gets to the root. It, it, um, it really is, is amazing that we can talk to the subconscious and find out what it's been trying to tell us. Once you do that, it all just, it, everything just falls away. Beautiful. And so, uh, who have you been working with? Can you share with the people listening? Oh, like, who would benefit yeah, from sorry, this work? Oh, who would benefit? Oh, mm-hmm. um, anybody who has, <laughs> really, if you've got something that you, you look at yourself and you say, you know what, I really, really wish I could change that. I don't like that about myself. Damn, I wish I could. <laughs> I wish I could yeah. fix it. Well, that's a sign. That's that's a clear clear sign of some discrepancy. There's something that your body's trying to tell you. If you can't change that, if you can't consciously make the decision to make that different, then that means your subconscious is acting up. It's it's working against what you consciously desire. And so if your subconscious is doing something contradictory to what you want, that's a signal. That's that's a sign that hey, there's something we can we can look into, we can excavate, we can get to the root of it, and we can make your subconscious and conscious in alignment again. So really, mm. like it works for so 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 many things. So anyone anyone can benefit of it or from it, um, but you have to be in the right, I guess, the right mindset. You have to be uh, you have to want to change, um, yeah. and you have to believe that you can. You have to believe that it's even possible. Okay. Um, so it is. And as long as those two conditions are met. Sorry. Don't, that's you're about perfect. To say? So if someone is, you know, coming to do this work, it is good for them to already be um like in a space willing and ready to release. So is it like a, they have to be consciously yeah. willing in order to release? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. I've we've tried to work like I had um I had a mom come in with her son. Oh, this was, this was a few months ago. But the son uh-huh. was a very, very, very picky eater. He just, he ate like six foods, and that was it. And uh, he was a teenager, so this was, you know, wasn't like a little tiny kid. He he had a yeah. mind of his own. And, um, and she really wanted him, like, you know, his health was going to deteriorate. He was in pretty good shape at this point in time. But we all know you can't live on, on pizza and chicken nuggets right. and expect to be hell and healthy and hearty forever. Um, so she really desperately wanted him to change, but he was happy. He was happy. This was, this was a way that he had, you know, it's a, one of those ways that kids have control. 
You know, yeah. when you don't feel like you can control much in your life, you can control what you eat. So he really didn't want to change. So we couldn't get anywhere because as long as he wanted to behave the way he was behaving, you know, what what we can't we you can't you can't controvert free will. Yeah. No, I'm really glad you point that out and it's funny. I actually have a friend who's going through that exact thing with her child and what they eat. So I hope she's listening to this show. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's really, really interesting. But can you share with us how the method, how the trigger release has helped you personally? Oh, so many ways. <laughs> uh, big ways and little ways. I, use, I, It's it's my go-to thing now when there's something going on and I can't. I'm like, huh, what? This is wrong. Let's fix this. Um, I mean, it started off, oh, I've had food allergies I had to deal with. I had... Um, um, it, it was called oral allergy syndrome, so I'd react to, like, apples and peaches and cherries and pears and, and hazelnuts and just this whole wide spectrum of stuff. So it was really annoying that I could, like, I love fruits and vegetables, and I couldn't eat a raw apple. That would that yeah. would make my mouth itch. Um, and, um, and that, you know, I've... Now it's no problem. I, I I eat apples every day, all the time, with no with no issue whatsoever. Um, that was one. I had this. It's really weird. I had this little pain in my toe, like for the longest time. I couldn't. I could not remember. Like thinking back, I couldn't remember a time when it wasn't there. It was very very strange. Like, um, yeah, it was kind of like uh, at the the nail bed. If if a little bit of the the um, the the little bit of the toe kind of brushed, like, you know, pulled away from the nail bed. It was a yeah. screaming pain. It was crazy. Like, wow. anytime I'd, you know, cut my toenails or, or bump it slightly or whatever, just, like, yowza. It was crazy. Gone. It was just in a heartbeat. It was really weird. It was the funniest thing. It was, like, one minute it was there, and then it was gone. And I'd, I'd had it for so long. Um, and for me, what else? Oh, like, even, oh, even last week, it was, yeah, it was really funny. Um, so I, uh, I, I had, I had a sty in my eye, you know, the, mm-hmm. the little bump yes. that's under the, um, the eye, the eyelid. And yes. I developed this and it was two days later. I'm like, why, what is with this? Why is this not going away? Uh, and then I thought, okay, I, let's see if there's a cause for it. So I, uh, I, uh, whipped out my notes and all that and my pendulum and, um, and it was funny. I knew, like, I was able to figure out exactly what it was, um, and it, it will, this will, will sort of get to it because I'm, I, I mentioned I'm, you mentioned that I'm doing a, a campaign. Um, yeah. I'm doing a bit of fundraising to to raise the money to publish the book on the methodology. And I had sent out this email to a bunch of a bunch of clients whom I um, I had you know some good rapport with, and I thought, well, they they know what work I'm doing and that kind of stuff. So I'll just let them know here's what I'm doing, and if they want to contribute, that would be beautiful. And I got one email back out of, like, all that I sent, one back that this woman was really, like, it, it totally took me back because she was really offended. She thought, you know, it's uh, it was a terrible thing to try and ask for money for something that's not a charity or whatever. And I understand that mindset. There are people who believe that. And so she's welcome to her, to her view. But it just, it really, I, I wasn't expecting it because... Yes. It was a really, it was a very friendly. Here's what I'm doing. If you'd like, like, hey, you know, a pop in a buck, a buck or two. I'm, I, that would be awesome. But you know, no, no obligation here. I'm just letting you know. So, but she really, really, it really bothered her. And 
and it, it struck me at the time, and I thought, no, it's okay, then. but it's fine. I sent her an email, but I didn't realize how much that actually bothered me. There was still something left, and once yeah. I got that out, um, within so this was on a Friday morning because I met with my partner on the Friday afternoon or later in the Friday later on the Friday. So by the time I'd seen her, it was already starting to subside. Now the really funny thing was, so I guess I mean you would know all about Louise Hay, right? And, yes. Um, yeah, and I think that's, I think everybody, even me, who's kind of a newbie, <laughs> has heard of Louise Hay now. Um, but uh, but Helen, she says, let's look up Sty. And it was, it was so funny, because the, the, uh, the, the thing about Sty was the feeling of being betrayed. Wow. And I said, wow. Because that's wow. exactly what it was, right? I sent yeah. this thing out, and I was expecting... No problems, and then she just—it was like I got hit in the gut. <laughs> you yeah, know, I so have to say, I'm actually glad on. you shared that. I'm glad you shared that story. I just want to say really quickly, as a side note, because a lot of energy healers and light workers struggle with this. They struggle for um, around even asking for money for their services, let alone you know donation. And one of the yeah, things really. that's so important for people to realize is. So much of our own money, you know, does go into this, whether it's our training or even, you know, doing the radio show. There's a monthly fee for that. Mm -hmm. Our newsletters, like we're paying to share this information with people. And, you know, you think about um, what people are doing in other fields of work. There are donations and funding all the time. But because of the spiritual aspect to what we do, a lot of people expect that you should just be giving away, you know, what you're doing. But again, with the world right. that we, we live in. We should be living in poverty. Just, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we really I have pay to, my rent too. Yeah, we have to get away from this um, mentality because it really does hurt so many light workers who are trying to share their work and to help people. Ultimately, you know, it's about helping and healing ourselves and sharing what we can with others. So um, I think it's beautiful that you are doing this campaign to help get your message out, especially with, you know, this method that has worked so well for you and you believe so much in it. And can you now that we've mentioned it, can you share with people um, what the campaign is and how they can help and when it ends? Oh, absolutely. Um, the campaign, it's, uh, so like I said, we're writing, we're, well, we've pretty much written the book on, uh, on the methodology, um, and now we, we just want to get it published. So, um, so we're doing a crowdfunding campaign. It's on PubSlush. Um, so the, our particular, like we have a, a, a URL for our site, it's triggerreliefmethod.pubslush like publish, but slush, so P-U-B-S-L-U-S-H.com. Mm -hmm. So triggerreliefmethod.pubslush.com. And, um, yeah, there's not actually a lot of time left on the campaign. There's only there's only um, four days left. It ends on Sunday. But, um, hey, if you're listening now, you've you still got time to help us out. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, and if you go there, you'll be able to – and actually that site will be open for – forever I believe because it'll become um, uh, after the campaign is over then um, it becomes a site to actually pre-order or order the book so, um, oh, so that's going to be our site forever um, which is kind of cool it's a, it's, a, it's a really neat thing that they do for authors which is um, pretty sweet so, 
So, um, so yeah, so that's a way to get the book. Um, Perfect. I didn't and really get to also... explain. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, go ahead. I was just going to say for oh, I was going to say we also have the, the link to the campaign is on um, my Twitter page, but I'll also make sure it's in the description of this show. So if people want to, oh, cool. you know, yeah, I'll make it um, available in the show description. But go ahead. What did you yeah. want to share with us? Well, what, the one thing I was going to share is because, um, um, I mean, the, the whole concept of uh, of getting to the root cause, um, uh, you know, that's that's not that's not new. <laughs> um, like I've seen the emotion code and body code, stuff like that. They, they have, uh, uh, the, the concept is the same, but the trigger release method is, is, has really got, um, a lot of, it's very distinct. Um, the biggest part is that, uh, well, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to use an example to, to sort of explain, um, Sometimes when you want to get to a less, sorry, not a lesson, uh, a life event. So let's say something happens. So we had this one woman in particular. She had really bad arthritis um, in her hand. She used to take six Tylenols a day. Um, so we uh, we tried to get to the life event, but my my pendulum gives me more than yes, no, maybe. It gives me also I don't wish to say. And yeah. so when we tried to get to the life event for her, we were getting I don't wish to say. It's like her, her subconscious was saying to us, sorry, this is just too painful. We're not talking about it. Um, so that left Helen and me stumped. We're like, well, what are, what are we supposed to do? If we, can't, if we can't figure out what the life event is and, and release it and all that, well, where do we go with it? Where do we go from here? Um, and Helen, in her wisdom um, and her uh, just connection, she, uh, she, she, she recognized that it's not about the life event itself. The most important thing is not is not about the actual details of what occurred, but what we were meant to learn from it. So it's about learning life lessons. Um, mm. Because, you know, if you don't learn your lesson the first time around, the universe will find a way <laughs> to teach it to you again. Yes. And then again. And then again until you actually learn the lesson. <laughs> right. So, um, so she managed to channel like she just sat down at her desk and started typing and um over 50 life lessons just went streaming through her fingertips <laughs> um so uh so when we went back to this woman with the with the arthritis because that day we really we were just stumped we couldn't do much with her but we went back to her and we we asked her subconscious okay are there are there life events oh, i don't wish to say it's like okay fine all right we got that <laughs> were there lessons you were meant to learn? And I said, oh, yeah, yeah, lesson uh, one, seven, da, da, da. <laughs> and we got a few lessons. Like it just, uh, that's what that's what the subconscious revealed to us, that yes, look at your yes. list and these lessons are relevant. So we discussed the lessons and, and we have we, we do something we called anchoring it in. So we anchored in the lessons and now this woman doesn't need any Tylenol anymore. Like wow. not at all. Her arthritis is gone. It's been a year this this happened a year ago and she still doesn't need it. Um, so so that's kind of that's one of the big things that makes the trigger release method different. Um, not even lessons. We expanded into like core beliefs and and the, yeah, I can't even explain all the stuff that we did. But uh, but that that is huge. Because but there's layers to it. If, so if, if you don't so have people, oh, so many layers. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, without so the lessons, if you can't find doing... the event then hmm. so people understand that Sorry? when they 
come to do the trigger release method, like if they were going to have a session, it's not that you're just saying, okay, we're just going to identify this and then release it. Like you're actually working with them to go through the layers of seeing. Yeah. 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 Some are very simple. Like some, Mm -hmm. you know, some take only a matter of a few minutes and Mm -hmm. um, others are deep rooted. Others are, you know, it's not just here's a lesson you meant to learn, but here's a belief that you've got. Like right. here's like a, a deep-rooted belief that you're holding, and that's rooted in another circumstance that took place. And from that circumstance, it was actually a different lesson that you needed to learn. So it can go, there can be cascades of right. stuff going on. But when you get to the bottom, when you unhook, like when you pull out the root from the bottom, the whole thing just falls away. So it's just it's kind of um, just following following that uh, that trail down to the very very the um, right to the bottom right to the, to like the a, right to the root yeah and um, yeah so how are the sessions held can people do this from a distance or do they have to be there with you in Canada and then how do you prepare for one of these sessions um. Well, no, I do distance all the time. I do. I'll do them. I'll do Skype. I'll do them in person. I'll do them. I, I work on my kids constantly. <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday, my son came home, and he said, "Mom, I'm reacting to bananas now." I'm like what? <laughs> when did that happen? I said, "Yeah, I got through most of my banana before I realized that my throat was starting to get itchy." Like, oh, fine. And I tested him, like I, I muscle test. Yeah. So I, um, I test him, like, yeah, you're weak on bananas. Okay. And then I, uh, I, I had some time later in the evening. I did my little, I connected with him and I did my thing. And then I said, okay, Gabriel, let's try you again. That was this morning and he's fine. <laughs> so he can do it as long as you've got permission, as long yeah. as the other person, and that's, that's energetically, I mean. Yeah. Um, like I've asked, I, I've worked on people who, you know, I didn't call them on the phone beforehand to ask, but energetically, I've, I've already got their permission. So, right. um, so I work on people, with or without them knowing. Um, I have one client who I, uh, um, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I was just working with her the other day. She was having some difficulty breathing, and she came to my office, and we worked through it, and she was feeling great, and she left, and it came back, and I'm like. What was? What do you mean it came back? Like she just texted me. She's like, it's, it's, something's coming back. I'm like, okay, that's really weird. And um, so I said, okay, let me, I'll, I'll figure it out. And that evening, I went, oh, okay, I figured it out. But I didn't, I didn't tell her that I was doing it. Um, but I sent her, I sent her a text later. Oh, by the way, I did this. She's like, I thought you worked on me. I felt so much better. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so that, yeah, you can, you do it anytime, anytime, anywhere. I, do you have one other question about it? Um, with the technique, is it usually done in one session, or do people generally have multiple sessions? Again, it depends on again. It depends on how difficult it is, like how rooted is it. Um, yes. Yeah. Some stuff is easy, a matter of minutes, and some stuff it's like, okay, we made it a little bit better, or I got so far, and okay, I'm tired. Yeah. <laughs> we'll try again later. Perfect. Now, we only have a few minutes left in the show, but I really want to make sure that, you know, people, if they do um, feel, you know, drawn to this and helping and um, 
donating to the campaign that they can. So you can, um, I will after the show, make sure the link is in this show description. But can you also give us contact information if they want to learn more about you and your work? Can you share your website with um, us? Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I, we actually have triggerreleasemethod.com, but that site mm-hmm. is still under construction. Okay. It is. I mean, it's live, but it doesn't look very pretty at the moment. The okay. Um, it should be done within a week, but um, but that's triggerreleasemethod.com. But in the meantime, you can uh, uh, contacting me directly through my website, uh, which is renuauroraRD.com. So Renu is R E N U, Aurora is A R O R A, and the letters R D for registereddietitian.com. So. Yeah, there's not a lot of evidence of the energy work on that site because <laughs> okay. I told you I was the diet I was a dietitian first, and this is kind of this has kind of evolved over the last year or so. Um, but that's uh, really but cool, you though. Definitely get you in know, touch with me through there. We talk about that on the show all the time, though, how we are in one space, and then you never know where your path is going to lead. So you know, it's really cool to hear your story of how you went from this but also now incorporating the energy healing and who knows you know what will come of that who knows indeed yeah (laughs) that's a lot of fun but i do want to thank you so much for joining us today and um again you can go to com for more information about renu and again i will post the link for um the campaign if you would like to donate and help with the publishing of the book for this new technique. So um, I also want to thank, of course, everyone listening. Thank you so much for being here. And I hope today's show got you thinking and more aware of yourself on any level. And if you do want to contact me, of course, you can go to my website, which is uchi.com. That's Y-E-W-C-H-I.com. And if you haven't already, be sure to sign up for my newsletter. And while you're there, um, when you sign up for the newsletter, you get access to my free Moon Manifesting workbook. So all in all, remember that there is a lot of change occurring for all of us at this time. And you really want to give yourself space to breathe into the movement. Check in with yourself and honor your feelings, remembering that any discomfort is indication of your growth. So give thanks and remember to always journey in love. Thank you for joining me today on Reiki Radio. If you have any questions, feedback, or show ideas, be sure to send me an email. You can contact me through my website, uchi.com. That's y e w chi.com and be sure to join me next Wednesday at 4.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Until then, continue to journey inward, revealing who you are and choosing to live life in alignment with your heart. Have a beautiful week ahead and remember to always journey in love.